Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Memories bring back you know, you wouldn't think that the coronavirus would have crossover in the world of pop culture, but it does. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about here in the second hour of the Colleen and Bradley show this Wednesday, March 4th. It's just about three and a half minutes after the one o'clock hour. Good afternoon. I'm Bradley Trainer. Colleen will be back tomorrow. Holly Roberts is here for the ride. And so is Rob. Thanks, guys, for hanging out and just talking some stuff. Ooh, we're just hanging out, talking oh, about things, talking about... Oh, it's, the coronavirus. It's going to be a little heavy, but I, I am increasingly more fascinated by these stories wherein uh, the coronavirus, this virus that um, the world essentially is facing at the very same time, some more than others, obviously, but here in the United States, it does intersect with a lot of pop culture, the things that we talk about on our show. For example, the movie industry itself is now facing a huge, huge um Oh, God, uh, what do we even want to call it? Just blowback from the effects of coronavirus, right? Right. It's very real in terms of the movie industries um, or the effect that coronavirus is having on the movie industry. Yeah, absolutely. And think about this, that the worldwide box office, all the movies in all the world made $42.5 billion in the year 2019 and $31 billion came from markets overseas. So that is the movie industry. The movie industry is the international box office. Well, movie theaters in China have been closed for a couple of weeks. Also, the coronavirus, the outbreak, affecting moving going in South Korea, Italy, Japan. Japan, by the way, is the world's biggest, third biggest, excuse me, film market. And some analysts are already saying that as a result of the coronavirus, the global box office is going to be down at least $5 billion, with a B, dollars, as a result of people not being able to go to the movie theaters. You know, I have such a dumb question, and I'm not expecting anyone to have an answer per se, but the thing that I think about when I hear that is like, okay, so presumably this is a, a lot of the the losses here are going to be money not spent on stuff, right? So... People not going to see movies, for example, in this particular case. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, and, oh, I was just going to say, breaking it down, just like wrapping your mind around. So, for example, China, the country China, second biggest movie going country on the planet. They have 70,000 movie theaters that have been closed since the coronavirus had an outbreak. So then just doing that simple math, people just not going to the movies. Those are a lot of numbers that aren't adding up. Yeah. So the thing that then I think about is, well, so that's just money that people were going to spend and they're not going to spend. Yeah. Like assuming that it is a short term effect, like the coronavirus, hopefully is a short term thing that we're dealing with, at least the current iteration of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I don't want to really jinx anything. So I'm just going to say as it stands now, people still had that money in their pockets. So they're just not spending it. Now, 
what I am interested in learning is, are they spending it on other things? Like, is that really a loss? Or when people are able to go back to the movies again, that money will then... You, do you see what I'm saying? Well, I see what you're saying. Well, and in as much as when people go to the movies, they spend money. And when they're not going to the movies, they're not spending the money. But they it's not still like they're have go- the money. Correct. So it hasn't affected, like, the ability to make movies because... Right. People still, you know, their movies still in the pipeline, you know. Yes. But there, I, I get that there's a disruption. It'll be interesting to see how prolonged that disruption is. Yeah. And I would think that with the dis- disruption of going to the movies, that's just going to be a blacked out period in as much as, yeah, okay, so film studios, obviously they have films in development, they're planning on releasing films, but this is a time that they can't get back. It's not like everyone's like, yay, okay, we're going to go see three movies in a day to make up for all this lost time. It's just that's what lost revenue. All of the individual movies that were slated to come out are being pulled, shelved, not able to be shown, and those movies needed to make that box office money in order to make back the money that they spent Therefore, that's a loss. So, but I just think in terms of the overall economy, the money that people weren't spending presumably is going to be spent at some point. Now, they may also not be getting a lot of money from things because, you know, maybe they couldn't go to work for two weeks. So there will be just these little bubbles happening throughout, you know, the different parts of the life cycle of the planet right well and going back to this whole uh, box office coronavirus relationship the producers of james bond's no time to die they're like hey guys can we maybe delay this a little bit because they don't want the box office for the latest james bond movie which is scheduled to come out in april be affected by this because they're concerned like hey if people don't get their butts in the seats we're not going to make money and that's going to affect our bottom line and our ability to make movies seems like everybody just wants like a two-week like hey let's all just what if the whole world just stayed home for two weeks oh would that help that's a good premise for a movie bradley go to hollywood usa how about the government and like the un okay Mm. i also want to tell you if you're just joining us the ways that the coronavirus is affecting pop culture this headline will mean things to listeners hasbro confirms that coronavirus could stall baby yoda toy production so the most popular toy of the holiday season not baby yoda yeah, I thought you just said pee Yoda, and that's a whole different toy. I'm sure that it toy's I'm sure that toy's being made too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the force, according to the story in the New York Post, is not with Baby Yoda's toy maker Hasbro, mm. um, because the company has confirmed that they, of course, have supply shortages caused by the coronavirus outbreak. Why? Because they have factories in. China. Now, apparently those factories are still fully operational, but um, the reporter who spoke with some of the sources inside those factories warned that consumers and shareholders um, think the worst is yet to come. So if things don't get normal by the time June and July roll around, there are going to be shortages on the litany of toys, including but not limited to this big, you know, hot... uh, Baby Yoda toy that everybody's been talking about. Yeah, you're not even going to be able to get your PP Yoda. I'm sorry. <laughs> no PP Yoda for you. No, but this is speaks to the fact, Bradley, that the there's the actual virus, and then there's all of these things that we're we're part of a global community, and things that happen on the other side of the world definitely affect us. Even just down to the fact that you might not be able to get your little Baby Yoda toy. Yeah. Which you're like, ha, it's a funny story. You can't get Baby Yoda toy. <laughs> but 
think about all those people who rely on the Baby Yoda toy to work. Mm-hmm. Whether it's making the Baby Yoda toy, selling the Baby Yoda toy, packaging the Baby Yoda toy, shipping, shipping the, the Baby, Baby Yoda, Yoda toy. toy, recycling the boxes that the Baby Yoda toy came in. I mean, literally, oh. this is one big chain that's headed towards us. And it's not really a chain. It's more like a big wave of... Okay, this is really dark, and I don't to, want to go do you to that place. A, you, do you have any other news that you'd like to share? Well, I do. How coronavirus it, is affecting so popular culture. Another pop culture way that coronavirus um, has affected us is, of course, the South by Southwest. Now, I'm not a huge follower of South by Southwest, but okay, and somebody's really excited to sing to us. Probably someone who would like to be at South by Southwest, but apparently that might not be able to be the case. So it looks like the 2020 South by Southwest, which is just days away. I think it was supposed to kick off on March 13th. Uh, A bunch of people have pulled out and by people, I mean, corporations and like heavy hitters, the ones that you'd expect to see at South by Southwest, Twitter, Facebook, Intel, Mashable, TikTok, Amazon Studios, Vivo. They've all pulled out so far of South by Southwest over fears of coronavirus and i think this is fascinating because it's not like i'm i'm trying to understand the rationale right sure. like clearly the fear of coronavirus is the rationale yeah but how legitimate is that fear yes and is it just a, a uh, an attempt to not have a bad publicity moment right like if yeah. you're facebook you don't want to be at a place that spreads coronavirus. Yeah, you don't want any more bad PR if As you're you a put company. Hand sanitizer on your hand. <laughs> I see you over there. Like Facebook, but that's a really good question, Bradley. And thinking about all of these preemptive moves to of these big companies to pull out of events like South by Southwest is that we're in a point in the way that we communicate in the year 2020 that all of these big companies they don't probably want to be the company like oh look you went to south by southwest well, and what like, if your employees had coronavirus and it's all your fault it's like the princess cruise line you know they they i'm sure are like we don't want this to ever happen again because it just so happened that somebody with coronavirus ended up on one of our boats and then that ties your brand to the coronavirus in a way that you don't want to have to deal with as a story and so a lot of brands i'm sure are shy of that yeah um yeah, so it makes sense that it's not that there is a real concern of the spread of coronavirus at South by Southwest, but the brands perhaps just don't want um, to risk getting caught up in in this story because you don't want to constantly wake up to headlines of Amazon Studios spreads coronavirus. Yeah, they don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Don't want to be that guy. Uh, you know who else you don't want to be? Another guy you don't want to be, Holly? Ooh. Woody Allen. Ooh. And you've got all the latest in Perv Corner on Woody Allen's <laughs> new memoir. I'm so excited. This is such an uplifting hour on the Colleen Bradley <laughs> Show. You ready for this? Oh, well, look, Woody Allen's memoir, it's going to be published this spring, and a lot of people aren't happy about <laughs> this it. It's going to be a really <laughs> awkward spring for all of us. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, welcome back. We got all the latest on your favorite pervs. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, it's really fascinating, and um, we're glad you joined us this afternoon, this beautiful Wednesday afternoon on the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm Bradley. That's Holly and Rob, and it smells good in here. Holly, are you drinking something tasty? No. It smells like sugar cookies or something. I don't know. I wish. On the Colleen and Bradley Show. But um, we're going to move away from the happy smells to the the ugly smells, because you've got a story about um, Woody Allen. Yeah. That I didn't need 
to, or I didn't know that I needed to hear. Tell me why. Oh, yeah. So Colleen Lindstrom, co-host of the Colleen and Bradley show, actually brought this story about Woody Allen's memoir being published to the D-Bag of the Day segment sometime last week. So it was announced that Woody Allen's memoir uh, was picked up by Grand Central Publishing, which is a division of Hatchet Book Group. They announced that the book called Apropos of Nothing is going to be released on April 7th. Now, this book has been uh, in the can, so to speak, for quite some time, and it promises that it's going to go into Allen's uh, relationships with his family, friends, and loves of his life. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. of the books that I don't need to read, as Colleen has said, and you have said, and many, many other people have said for years now. Yeah. Woody Allen's is at the top of the list of the things I don't need to read. Yeah. Why is he doing a book now? Interesting. You know, really, that somebody just wanted to pick this up. And I don't know exactly why Woody Allen's memoir, Apropos of Nothing, is finally going to be released in the United States. Now, don't really have any knowledge on that, but... Like you said, Bradley, not really here for it. Somebody else who was not here for this would be Woody Allen's adoptive daughter, Dylan Farrell. Mm -hmm. I did see these headlines. She was very, very put out by the story, and she has good reason to be. Yeah, because uh, Dylan Farrell, she has maintained that Woody Allen sexually assaulted her in the 1990s. Now, she has been very public with these accusations. Woody Allen denies these allegations, calling them an unconscionable and gruesomely damaging manipulation, blah, blah, blah. I don't care what Woody Allen has to say. Thanks. Anyways, Dylan Farrow went on social media to slam the release of this memoir. She's saying that the publishers didn't even consult her. She said, I was never contacted by any fact checkers to verify the information in this quote unquote memoir demonstrating an egregious abdication of Hatchet, the book publisher's most basic responsibility of fact checking this book. She said, on the other hand, my story has undergone endless scrutiny and has never been published without extensive fact checking. So she is saying, hey, I'm the victim of sexual abuse. And when I tell my story out in the public, I allow it to be fact-checked again and again, making sure that what I am saying and putting out in the public space has accuracy to it. Hatchet Books, you're letting Woody Allen say whatever the heck he wants, and nobody came to me to fact-check about this book. Considering that it's about friends and family, you might want to do that. Well, what's interesting... um... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Is 
It's the same publishing company, by the way, that produced Ronan Farrow's Catch and Kill, I think. Right? Yeah. Well, right. Um, which was all about the Harvey Weinstein case. Yes. And, you know, he talks about his sister in that book. And it is, I don't want to say it's a memoir, but he does weave his own story into, um, you know, the, the greater Me Too story um, in a way that it, insofar as it affected him and his family and his relationship with his sister. Um, and specifically his relationship with his sister where her abuse comes into their relationship because for a long time he told her to just get over it and let it go. Mm -hmm. And what I love about this story about Dylan Farrow is that it's not because I think a lot of people just have always written her off as she won't stop, you know, like everybody decided this was not a big deal and you won't shut up about it. So just Mm -hmm. shut up about it. It clearly says that you're unhinged, blah, blah, blah. There, I think that 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 narrative is out there wrongly, but Regardless, it's still there. But when you actually scratch the surface and read what she's saying, as you've so clearly laid it out, she's really just like, look, this is the way that you're doing this is disgusting as compared to the way I've had to be, you know, fact checked. You're not even doing the thing that you would expect a victim to do. Right. You're doing, you know, you're not holding a perpetrator to the same level. And and just from an optic standpoint versus just being the right thing to do. It just makes them look, you know, completely tone deaf. Exactly. Well, Ronan Farrow, Dylan Farrow's brother, has responded to this story on his Twitter account. He has a lot of words to say, repeating what his sister said, what his sister Dylan said, saying that this book by Woody Allen has not been fact-checked, that Dylan was never contacted, and that, uh, you know, paraphrasing what Ronan Farrow has to say, uh, that the fact that Hatchet hasn't fact-checked this Woody Allen memoir, he says it shows a lack of ethics and compassion for victims of sexual abuse, regardless of any personal connection or breach of trust here. And uh, Ronan Farrow said, I've told Hatchet that a, pu- that a publisher that would conduct itself in this way is one I can't work with in good conscience. So Ronan Farrow is like, I'm done with you guys. If you're not going to give my sister the respect of being fact-checked when she's written about in this memoir by Woody Allen, mm-hmm. my adopted father, then what am I, or, you know, okay, father, quote-unquote, well, then what good are you as a yeah. publisher? I don't want to stand by that. Yeah. So Ronan Farrow said he's standing by his sister, Dylan. And by all means, according to this Twitter, uh, this tweet that he's going to be leaving. Yeah, so. no, that's, you know, I would imagine. I also just find it fascinating that, you know, you would that somebody would want to touch this book at this well, moment because of all the like, uh, like, I get that everybody has a right to like say whatever they want to say and it's America and it's yeah. free speech, but that doesn't mean that you have to like, as a company provide a person, a platform um, in this way without actually, you know, doing the same due diligence you would require of anybody else. Yeah. The argument could be made Woody Allen's memoir in 2020. If it's not being fact checked, what good is it? Is anyone interested? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's a number one bestseller right now on Amazon. Ugh. So there's that. Okay, when we come back, we've got crazy, stupid, nope, celebrities behaving badly, we call them. Demon! We'll be right back. All the big fights, long nights. Oh, what a beautiful day, and we're so glad you decided to join us during this time. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. Streaming live, doing everything entertainment at mytalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Hi. And you know, celebrities are always behaving badly. 
In fact, we've given them a whole segment. We call them... D-Bugs. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay, so... Who's your D-Bag today? Uh, oh, thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. That's very nice of you. Um, mm-hmm. It's an outfit called, otherwise known as a tabloid, Hollywood, I like to call them, Geta Life. I see what you so did Hollywood there. Life is the tabloid. They should be called Hollywood Geta Life. For many reasons. Today's reason is the following headline. Exclusive! Which means what, Holly? When a tabloid proclaims an exclusive story, you know what? The call is coming from inside the house. Although, I don't think this is the case with this story. Interesting. Riddle me this, Batman. Quote, Rebel Wilson has never been happier after losing weight. She looks amazing! Hmm. So a source exclusively tells Hollywood Life, uh, Holly, that Rebel Wilson has been wowing fans with her fitness journey over the past year. Okay. Wow. Wow. What a fitness journey, Rebel Wilson. So she apparently revealed her weight loss transformation at the premiere of Muriel's Wedding, the musical, which, by the way, signed me up. When is that coming to the United States? Is that already a thing? It's already a thing because the premiere was March of last year. Yeah, but was that like in Australia? Because she's Australian and the movie was Australian. We'll look into it. Okay, anyway. More. What was that noise? Yeah, it was coming from outside the house. Oh my God, that was scary. Don't Somebody worry. Scream? Let's, let's focus um, okay. on Rebel's body transformation. So, so, quote, according to a source exclusively to Hollywood Life. Um, Rebel has never been happier. She looks and feels amazing. All her hard work is paid off. She's not done. She feels unstoppable. At the beginning of the year, she wa- vowed to take to make this year all about being healthy. And she's really stuck to that resolution and is reaping the benefits in every way. Holly, <laughs> what is this story telling us? Because... When somebody sells me something that is an exclusive, like normally a story would say, like a source said that Rebel Wilson's really, you know, hating, eating kale every meal, but she's feeling good about her weight loss. Mm. Okay, garden variety. But when you tell me it's an exclusive and it's exclusively reveals to Hollywood life, something's going on there and I don't know what it is. Do you have any idea? Hmm. I have several ideas, Bradley, about what's happening with the story about Rebel Wilson's body transformation exclusively in Hollywood Life. And can I just give the caveat for the yes. casual listener who maybe yeah. doesn't listen to us on a regular basis? Please. Um, I am not criticizing Rebel Wilson's... I'm not saying her weight loss isn't dramatic or that it's meaningful or that that's not a goal that she had and she did the thing. This has nothing to do with the story and everything to do with why the story is being told. Thank you. Carry on. Yes. Thank you, Bradley. All right. So two things happening. I think there are two things about why Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller is focusing on Rebel Wilson's body transformation. One, her trainer, Jono Castano Acero, has an exclusive relationship with Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller. So, of course, they're going to be talking about her body transformation when they have an exclusive relationship with her trainer. When you scroll all the way down the article, Bradley, there are some fitness tips that Jonah would like to give to you. And you can find out all about Rebel's workout exclusively 
in another article on Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller. So what this tells me is that there is a possibly pay-to-play relationship between this celebrity trainer and Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller so that they can get their name out there. Now, this is not you or new or unique in any way, shape, or form. Celebrity trainers have been doing this all the live long day. So that's one possibility. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. Okay, keep keep going. All right. So the other one is the fact that Rebel Wilson, the last movie that she was in, was the film Cats. Mm-hmm. Okay? The mm-hmm. film Cats didn't really do that well. Mm-hmm. Rebel Wilson, bless her heart, tried to be as self-deprecating as possible about being involved in that movie. She even dressed up like a cat at the Oscars. Ah, <laughs> she's so funny. She gets the joke. She pokes the movie. fun at herself. Yeah, she pokes fun at herself. She just had her 40th birthday at Disneyland. How exciting. Okay. Rebel Wilson needs some good PR. Uh, she needs to get herself out there. Yes. Why are we interested in Rebel Wilson's 40th yes. birthday? Well, we're not. But the fact is, is she was in a stinker. Her people are like, honey, you need some good press out there. Go to Disneyland. Celebrate your 40th birthday. Live your best life. Share your workout. So it's kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that first part of your theory as well, specifically. Yeah. Because I Googled uh, her her um, personal trainer that you referenced, mm-hmm. Jono Castano Acero. Um, and then it took me right to his Facebook page. And it says, make sure to pick up tomorrow's Daily Telegraph, where we talk all things Acero training series six weeks program. Yeah. There so you go. they're talking to Hollywood Life in order to get, you know, the clicks. Yeah, of course. And that the fact that Rebel Wilson's physical transformation for this trainer, for Jono, well, that's an enticing marketing tool to get people to buy his workouts. Yep. Well, you go over there, and he'll make a little money, and, and you'll be like, you'll just be like Rebel Wilson, too. It's and also, presumably, like, you know, that's that's a, a working relationship for both Rebel and for the trainer, right? Right. Because she gets to have all those stories about how she's working on her fitness. And I, like, I, I hesitate because I... I think that this part of the world or this part of tabloids is so fraught, right? Like body image and all that stuff. Yeah. It is not to say that I think Rebel Wilson is using her body image as a way to get attention. It is, though, a way to say I think like she's a celebrity. And the more we're talking about the celebrity, the better for the celebrity. Yeah. And whatever it is that you have to get the tabloids to talk about Sometimes, because this is a positive story, this is not just like Rebel Wilson looks like a hot mess getting a you know freezy at the <laughs> stop and shop. No, you know it's it's literally just like she's working out and doing great and feeling good. Yeah, and that benefits. You know that speaks to the second point you brought up. Yeah, and presumably having that image out there that you're looking good, feeling great, living your best life, hanging out at Disneyland with your friends, that's gonna put a positive image of Rebel Wilson in your mind because Rebel Wilson in the past has gone through her old negative publicity and as much as oh, lying about her age. And oh, yeah, remember fancy. all that stuff? Wasn't yeah. she, like a, a, wasn't she sticky-fingered? 
What, what was what else? There's some other story attached to her that we used to talk about all the time. You know, I can't really. I don't think that she's a shoplifter. No, I'm not saying she's a shoplifter. Oh, you said sticky fingers. I know, but I'll have to dig around. Dig around, but there has been negative PR around Rebel Wilson. I the the story that I'm thinking of is the fact that she was fibbing about her age. She sued sued a tabloid about that. She was awarded a lot of money in Australian courts, and then I think there was something about that settlement where she maybe necessarily didn't have access to the money from that settlement there's a lot of legal stuff happening anyways what i'm saying long story short good pr for rubba wilson is good for her career that means that people in hollywood are going to pay attention to her if people like her they're going to probably cast her in more movies and then it lines her you know it's her bottom line exactly (laughs) thank you doing the lord's work over here on the colleen and bradley show now what d-bag you got for us i don't know necessarily if there's a d-bag in this story but for the sake of argument Let's call out another tabloid. That tabloid is Us Weekly. Hi. Hi. They published a story. So the headline from Us Weekly yesterday, Carolyn Damore joins season two of The Hills Revival. Misha Barton will not return. I don't know what these words mean. The Hills? I mean, I know what The Hills is, but I don't watch it. So Okay. Well, there's a reboot of The Hills. Remember that show yeah. with Elsa? Lauren the Hills have to, eyes. She didn't go to Paris. Heidi got a lot of plastic surgery. Yep. There's a reboot of that. Spidey. Spidey. Misha Barton was in the first season of the reboot of The Hills, New Beginning. Apparently, Misha Barton is not going to return as a cast member in season two. TMZ reporting that she's too boring for the show. Oh, awkward. So she's being replaced. Okay. By Carolyn Damore. She's a person that does stuff Mm -hmm. that we're supposed to be vaguely interested in. She tried. Anyways, Misha Barton posted that story on her Instagram account. And she is calling it out. Here's what Misha Barton has to say. Lol. Where do people get their reporting from? As if anyone would watch Carolyn Damore, she tagged her in this post, try to hawk her boring bleep pasta bowls and greasy pizza on TV. Tried that. It was like watching paint dry. (laughs) Get the story straight first. Tagged us weekly. Uh, So Misha Barton is our D-bag in this particular tale because she's taken no prisoners yeah but wait there's more oh so about 30 minutes ago carolyn damore posted on her instagram account with the following the hills are alive with the taste of pizza girl official and the sudden surge in sales this morning hashtag selling out hashtag not stooping to your level tagged misha barton real women don't bully other women hashtag the hills new beginnings so they're getting attention for this show yeah they're getting attention for this show yeah so they're doing the lord's work they're also doing the lord's work us weekly misha what's her name carolyn carolyn damore apparently she's the ceo of pizza girl incorporated that's a thing i don't yeah I think it tr- it's trying to be a thing. I think that the story with her is that her parents owned a pizza chain. She tried to be a pop star about 15 years ago. It didn't really work out for her. But now she sells pizza sauces on Amazon. Carolyn Damore. You can also look up Pizza Girl Official. They got 2,000 followers oh, on like Instagram. D'Amore. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe it is D'Amore. I don't know because I don't know her. But now we've said her possible name that we've. I just want to see what her pizzas look like. Not very good, Bradley. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, pizza Girl. Yeah. So she's. Okay. So she's a pretty lady in her underpants holding a pizza box because that's so how we all eat pizza right dudes eat her pizza mm-hmm. anyway. is it like skinny girl pizza uh, well 
I don't know, but she has pizza slices on. Do you have a cauliflower crust pizza? Those are real good. Healthy, (laughs) low carb. Mm. That's right. We could have more if it's healthy. FYI, cauliflower is not better for you when it's deep fried and covered in cheese. Yeah. Bye. Have you looked at the label on the back? I just had a a moment that had nothing to do with your story. Carolyn wearing pizza slices on her boobs. I mean, we've all been there. I will say I have been in a bed. And I have probably had pizza slices on my boobs. She also shared a recipe. All my 20s. Hmm? What? What were you saying? (laughs) I didn't say anything. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was just going to tell you. She shared a recipe. Oh, okay. On Poosh. Oh, Poosh. Poosh Poosh.com is the lifestyle website for... Kourtney Kardashian. Interesting. It all comes full circle back to a Kardashian. A circle and then a swirl right down the old turlet. Let's flush that story. And when we come back, we have a fresh batch of celebrity justice to dish out. Uh, I've got a hot take for you on this Lori Laughlin story that showed up in People. Elizabeth touched on it during the Dirt Alert. If you missed it and you want to know the real deal, join us on the other side of this break right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live and doing everything celebrity and entertainment. We've got an app, by the way. You can stream your favorite My Talk shows on that app and listen to our podcast and get listener rewards in the process. And Holly, I'm sure we have a fresh crop of rewards for March now loaded into the app, right? Ooh-wee, we sure do. Some of the prizes include a chance to enter to win Tickets to go see the Eagles Hotel California 2020 tour. We're also giving away movie passes to Emma, my top gear, all sorts of wonderful swag just for keeping us on. That's it. Just head to your favorite uh, app store, download the My Talk app. Otherwise, uh, you can learn more at mytalk1071.com. Now, need to get right back to the celebrity dirt. Yeah. So, Lori Laughlin, that's a name you know. She's facing some jail time along with her husband if things don't go well in a trial that looks like it's going to happen this coming fall. Well, have I got a story for you. So Mm. Elizabeth Reese during the Dirt Alert brought this story to our attention that there's a bombshell claim in her college admissions case that could be a, quote, prosecutor's nightmare. Oh, Um, so let me tell you the story and then the story about the story, because I think the story about the story is the more fascinating piece of this. OK, yeah. so this this uh, I'll set it up for you in people. There is a people exclusive from a, quote, expert who says that Lori Laughlin's bombshell claim in her college admissions case could be a prosecutor's nightmare. And what you read then is the story about um that tells the story of that almost a year after she and her husband were first charged in the college admissions scandal, which everybody's been paying attention to, mm-hmm. they are fighting back in court with explosive evidence that could help exonerate her and her husband, Massimo Giannulli. And then they go on to tell how this could be. And basically it boils down to, they say the FBI told the guy who they bribed allegedly um, to lie about the bribe. Yeah. Thereby saying, like, because Lori Laughlin and her husband, they're not the only ones, but their case is essentially that the um, that the middleman in this case never said anything about this is the Rick Singer guy mm-hmm. that Rick Singer never told them that they were, you know, bribing 
uh, or that they were paying a bribe. They just thought they were making this financial contribution, right? They just thought they were doing something right. He never told them it was a bribe. And he's lying now and saying they knew what they were doing, right? Right. So that is so. And they allegedly have some evidence to make this case. There's only one problem with this. Well, what is the problem? The problem is the judge is like, that's not going to work. Sorry. You can't do that. Nice try. We're going to start the trial in October. Thank you very much. See you then. So your trial is going ahead as planned. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the news story. But remember I said the story about the story to me is more fascinating. Right. The story about the story is as it's framed in People magazine. It's a people exclusive. And the words of the headline sound very... um. What's the word I'm looking for? Convenient. Convenient. Very convenient. For Lori Laughlin and her husband. Because it, it frames the story that, ooh, there's this shocking new information that could clear Lori Laughlin in this case, according to this expert, right? And then the story tells uh, basically everything I just told you. But then they quote this uh, defense attorney that has nothing to do with the case. Um, but who is considered an expert who then says, like, this could be a prosecutor's nightmare. Um, this is a defense attorney's dream and a prosecutor's nightmare, says criminal defense lawyer James Leonard Jr., who's not representing anyone in the case. This changes everything. Still, the judge in the case was like, there's nothing to see here. So you have somebody telling People magazine, this is a big deal. This could exonerate Lori Laughlin. It could. Only reality and the world outside says, actually, no, this is not a story. Your case uh, is not valid, expert. <laughs> so the story about the story is, why is People touting an exclusive from a, like, random expert that makes Lori Laughlin look like she has a case in this college admission scandal. What is that all about? There's a couple of things going on with this story. Mm, interesting. Mm, Tell me more. Yeah. So, Bradley, the story that you set up at the beginning of the segment about Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli, about their attorneys trying to delay the trial once again, that was a story that was last week. I mean, you told a whole story that has already gone through the news cycle. It's already been through. We knew the outcome. We knew what the defense was trying to do. They knew. So, okay, this is an old story. And it's on the front page. But it's on the front page of People. Yeah, but it's on Hmm. the front page of People.com exclusively. And an exclusive means what? More often than not, the story is coming from inside the house. Or... That it's coming directly from a PR team that is willing to do a little pay-to-play experience. Now, think about People.com's coverage of the college admission scandal. When you go to People.com, there is a photograph of Lori Laughlin and her two daughters, Olivia Jade and Isabella, right there at the heading of the college admission scandal. It is their story. Now, there are a lot of other people who have been implicated in this scandal including but not limited to Felicity Huffman. She's the other more famous name that we know. The hot pocket lady. Hot pocket. pocket. So there's a lot of stories going on, but yet Lori Laughlin is front and center at the narrative of the college admission scandal. Oh, I wonder how that could be. A little finessing on the part of Lori Laughlin and her PR team. So I'll cut right to the chase because we've got limited time. There have been... Rumors 
and gossip that suggests that Lori Laughlin through and Massimo Giannulli through their uh, PR teams are essentially paying People Magazine to publish these stories which attempt to shape the narrative about them. And the reason that's dangerous, and these are allegations because we have no proof, um, but there have been blind items about it. We can talk about that in a minute. But that is dangerous because that creates a narrative that is out in public. And then who can be influenced by that narrative? People who could be potential jurors. Yes! On the Lori Laughlin Massimo Giannulli case. Now, People.com is not the only publication that is rumored to be at the uh, behest of Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli. Pay attention when you read about Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli on TMZ.com mm-hmm. because they often publish exclusive stories about the couple as well. Now, interestingly enough, I want to circle back to this People.com story about Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli and this expert that they have an opinion from. His name is James J. Leonard, and he practices in Atlantic City, and he's available 24-7. You can just call his toll-free number. Call me now. Why call aren't me, you calling? Why aren't you calling? He also has some skin in the game. Exactly. So if it's not Lori Laughlin's team, it's, oh, maybe it's this guy. He's worked with Little Kim and 50 Cent. He's also been profiled on 48 Hours, America's Most Wanted. Good morning, America. Also, can we just talk about the it's so obvious here, kids? What? They People Magazine is doing direct, uh, what do we call those? Um, the links oh, yeah. on Amazon for her daughter's products. Thank you. A little... So they make a, money. Yes. People Magazine literally makes money when you click on a link through their site to Lori Laughlin's daughter's uh, stuff. Yeah, and they've laid out all of the products that Olivia Jade features on her Instagram and YouTube channel for you. So convenient, huh? And oh, oh. It's just a web of lies. <laughs> Speaking of a web of lies, it's a royal roundup when we return right here on the Colleen and Bradley show. We'll be right back. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. It's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.